This is an Equity Bates Media podcast. You're listening to Get Started Investing, a production of Equity Mates Media. This series is everything you need to get started on your investing journey. You don't need a lot of brains in this business. Investing in yourself is the best thing you can do. Anything that improves your own now time. Now you can get rich very young just by having an idea. I, mean, I can buy anything I want, basically, but I can't buy time. Hello and welcome back to another episode of Get Started Investing, a podcast where we attempt to answer the most common money and investing questions from the community. If you're joining us for the very first time, welcome. We strongly recommend that you scroll up and start at episode one. And while we are licensed, we're not aware of your personal circumstances. So all info on this show is for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general. With that said, my name's Bryce, and as always, I'm joined by my equity buddy, Ren. How are you? I'm very good, Bryce. Very excited for this episode. The question that we are answering today, I would think, is one of the most common questions we get. That's the idea. (laughs) Yeah, it is. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The question is, how often should I be investing? And really the sub question within that is, should I invest, like if I have 10 grand, should I invest it as a lump sum or should I spread that investment out over time? And this question has come in from Kate. Hey, equity mates. I'm wondering about how often I should be investing. I want to be investing regularly and dollar cost averaging into the market, but I'm conscious of there being an optimum. Like if my brokerage cost is $10 each trade, but I'm paid weekly, Should I literally be investing every week or should I save it up and invest once at the end of the month? I'm just wondering how I should approach this. Thanks, guys. So I think there's a couple of different ways to approach this. And I think the starting point is, let's put brokerage aside for a second, because there's been a lot of studies done on dollar cost averaging without factoring in brokerage costs. And the general view or the general view of the studies is Investing a lump sum leads to the best expected return, but psychologically, it often is more helpful to dollar cost average. But that is just based on the performance of the stock market and being in the market longer um, makes sense. What that doesn't factor in is the cost of brokerage. So when you say it, fact- it is the best expected return by doing a lump sum... Elaborate on that. It's just the classic time in the market beats timing the market. And, you know, you're not going to pick the perfect time, um, but investing that lump sum and giving yourself as long a time as possible Mm. generally leads to a better outcome than spreading that investment over time. And then, you know, the later investments have a shorter time in the market because you've spread yes. it out. Yeah. So it's just getting it in as soon as possible. Yeah. So that generally the, results in the best outcome. So that's like the what the studies suggest without factoring in brokerage costs. And the other thing it doesn't factor in is, you know, that money if you're spreading it out over time, what are you doing with that money? Like are you putting it in a savings account? Are you account are you earning interest on it? Like that that's the, those studies don't look at that kind of stuff. You're saying, assuming I have uh, a lump sum of 10000 but I'm going to invest $100 a fortnight, what am I doing with the remaining yeah, exactly. m- amount of money over that period of time yeah. until it's fully deployed? Is that sitting in a high interest account? Is that being, being spent. spent at the casino? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So those are the factors. Brokerage costs, expected stock market returns and the interest on savings. But And you've kind of alluded to how all of that sort of works together there, Ren. Um, 
if you expect to earn more investing than you do saving, then you want to get it in mm. as fast as possible, really. You would think so. Yeah. Yeah. However, but it is important to consider brokerage. If you had $10 to invest a day, but you paid $2 brokerage, then all of a sudden the return that you are going to get from the stock market is all is eroded because you're paying a higher percentage fee in brokerage and you're putting more money in fees over a longer period of time. Yeah, so in that instance, if your brokerage was $2 and you had $10 to invest a day, it wouldn't make sense to try and get it in as fast as possible. It wouldn't make sense to try and invest $10 a day because after brokerage, that's $8 going in every day. It would make sense to save it up over time and then maybe... Uh, every 10 days invest $100 and just pay $2 brokerage because you're not losing as much in fees. Now, if you're confused, the good news is we found a calculator that does the work for you. Nice. We love calculators. <laughs> just a shout out to our compound interest calculator on our Equity Mates website. This, so shout out to Alf who built the compound interest calculator. Do we give him the challenge to build an investment frequency calculator yes. before this episode is released? No. <laughs> no, we want him focusing. <laughs> so this is the investment frequency calculator and essentially what it does- Link in the show notes. Link in the show notes investcalc.github.io if you want to do it as we do this. Essentially what it does is uh, you can plug in your investment frequency, how much you're going to be saving per fortnight, uh, the interest rate on your savings and your expected investment returns plus your brokerage. So all of the factors that we just spoke about then you plug in and it will tell you what the optimum investment schedule is for you based on how much you want to be investing. So- Let's use that example that we were talking about before. Uh, we have $10 a day available to invest and we pay $2 brokerage on that. Now, the two other things we need to put in the investment frequency calculator are our savings, what we earn on our savings. So if we don't invest it and we leave the money in a savings account, what interest do we earn? What's your current savings rate? Uh, 4.5%. Whoa, must be nice. Yeah, it's really nice. It could, yeah. And the then the other thing we need to put in is our expected investment returns. So long-term average of the Australian share market with dividends reinvestment is actually like, re, dividends reinvested is actually like 13%, but generally people say 8%. So let's just go with 8%. Sure. Okay, plug that all in, let it calculate. And the optimal investment schedule is invest $673 every 67 days. So save up that $10 you have uh, for two months and then invest $673. That's awesome. And the reason, so then uh, in this calculator, it, it gives what you should expect to have after 10 years. If we had invested our $10 every day and paid the $2 brokerage every day after 10 years, we would have 44 grand. Pretty good. Yeah, not bad. I'm trying to do the maths on what $10 invested a day is over 10 years, but I don't know if I'm going to be able to figure that out. Oh, yeah, no, I can. It's about 36 grand. Yeah. Because 365, 3,600 a year, 36 grand. Yeah. So we invested 36 grand and we end up with 44 grand. We made an extra $8,000 over 10 years. You'd be pretty happy with that. But if we invested every 34 days, we would have $55,000 after 10 years. 
And then if we invested every 67 days, uh, we would also have 55,000. We'd have about $100 more. Mm. So it's, it's interesting to see the comparison between the short-term impact of high frequency and brokerage and then making sure that you optimize that so that you're not paying a lot in fees. And we know the impact in fees. This is just a great visual example as well. So definitely go on and plug in what you're doing. Now, I just want to make the point so you said your savings account pays 4.5% a year. Mm. I'm with Commonwealth Bank. I think without bonus rates, they probably give me about 1.5%. So with your savings rate, the optimum investment schedule was every 67 days. That's what the calculator told us. I The only thing I've changed here is the interest rate on our savings and I've reduced it from your high rate to my lower rate. And it tells me we should invest more frequently. It's gone from investing every 67 days to investing every 49 days. And that's because the expected return difference between savings and investing, that gap is bigger because of my shitty savings account. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Ren, well, we're going to take a quick break. But on the other side, we're going to put our own investing approach through the calculator to see who is most optimized when it comes to their DCA. Welcome back to Get Started Investing. We're answering the question, how often should I be investing? And we've just had a look at uh, a calculator online, investcalc.github.io, that will be in uh, a link in the show notes, that shows you the optimal uh, frequency and amount to invest based on your uh, how much you can invest and some of the key factors that we spoke about around brokerage cost, expected return and interest rates. So Ren, how does yours pan out? So I'm going to be honest, I think I broke the calculator. <laughs> and by me saying I broke the calculator, it was actually Superhero who broke the calculator. So I invest, my core portfolio is invested with Superhero. And the reason for that is firstly, they allow recurring investments. So mm-hmm. I've automated my investments. It's set up, it's, it's all just automated. And then secondly, zero, zero dollar brokerage. brokerage on ETFs. And if you have $0 brokerage on ETFs Infinite. and your expected return on investing in the stock market is higher than your interest rate on your savings account, the calculator is basically just like get do that it, in. Do it, yeah. do it, do so it. So I said I have $200 a fortnight to invest and I did 1.5% on my savings account. I need to change my savings account. Um, and then 8% expected investment returns, $0 brokerage. And it just said invest $200 every fortnight. Interestingly, so as we spoke about before the break, it calculates if you invested in different time periods, um, what would it look like over time? So if I invest $200 every fortnight, uh, after 10 years, I'll have $78,000. If I just wait and invest $400 every month, so same amount of money, but monthly rather than fortnightly, Oh, you know what? The no, chart, it'd be the same. The chart makes it look different. So uh, oh if you're looking God. at the calculator, have a look at the chart because it's a bit Misleading. confusing. So I can up my expected interest rate on my savings account to 7.9% and my expected investment return is 8%. Because my brokerage is zero, it still says just invest $200 every fortnight, if that makes sense. Yeah, it makes complete sense. And mine's going to be no different. It, you, it is no different. I do the exact same thing. Okay, well... If you're with Superhero or an, if you're in the US with Robinhood or uh, if you have a broker that charges you $0 brokerage, 
the calculator may not be as helpful. Yeah, let's just say that you are doing what is the cheapest US uh, ASX brokerage on the market at the moment, stake at $3. Yep. If we were to do investing $200 a fortnight with my juicy 4.5% interest rate on savings, expected returns of 8%, but you're doing $3 brokerage, it actually says that rather than investing 200 per fortnight, you should be investing $1,003 every five fortnights to optimize for the $3 brokerage being paid. This is pretty interesting. Yeah. Mm. Now, I think the important caveat here is the difference between... So every five fortnights, you're right, that's what the calculator says is optimal. $77,763 after 10 years. If you invested every three fortnights, according to the calculator, you would be $60 worse off after 10 years. And according to the calculator, you would be $700 worse off after 10 years if you just invested every fortnight. So it's important to just think about the, I guess, the quantum of difference here, like just how big that gap is in terms of dollars. But this is a pretty epic tool to just put plug your numbers in and see what is optimal. Yeah. I mean, even the difference between zero brokerage and $3 at the optimized level is only $1,000 or, or so. Yeah. So it's um, it's not make or break. I think the key lesson that I'm getting from this then is just get it in yeah. and get going. And the key lesson I'm getting from this is I need to get off my ass and get a better savings account. Yes. <laughs> We've done plenty of you content know, on savings account. You know what? That's going to be my $100 challenge next month. Well, getting more interest. Getting a better savings account. Yeah, but you need to get an extra $100 in interest that month. Yeah, but like I've been saving for a house deposit. If I get that and take it from Commonwealth Bank, which I get the bonus on that because I'm putting it stuff in every month, but it's probably still like a two or a three. If I get go from 3% interest to 4.5% interest. Or five, you can get five now. Yeah, and, and I move my house deposit savings across. True, you'd be looking at thousands. Uh, not that, but yeah. So that's, okay, anyway, put a pin in that. We'll return to that next $100 challenge episode. Awesome, love it. Well, if you're interested to find out how your portfolio can be optimized, if you're investing every week, every month, um, whatever it may be, we'll include a, a note, uh, a link to that calculator in the show notes. But Ren, we'll leave it there. If you could please rate and review Get Started Investing, it goes a long way to helping us get in front of new audience to help people on their investing journey. Five stars would be awesome and we love hearing feedback from you. So please do rate and review. Uh, it's a small way that you can make a meaningful impact to, to us in the Get Started Investing community. But Ren, we'll uh, leave it there and pick it up next week. Sounds good. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.